Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Good morning, Andrew. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you today? I, I, I'm, a little, uh, I'm a little sore. You're a little sore? You were creaking up the stairs when I got here? Um, the pre-show was a disaster. Pre-show was a disaster. You didn't have any energy. You're, you're really struggling. You you did the classic uh, marathon, a post marathon kind of what everybody I feel like does post big race. Like a lot of people drink too much. Like I haven't been drinking for weeks now. So you had a girl come over last night. Is that the deal? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I never know what's fair and foul on on Dirty Sports podcast with Andy Ruth. You're like <laughs> I ate this girl's ass, and then you're like uh, maybe I had a lady over last night. Hard to say. <laughs> we may have Netflixed and chilled. Um, you, but I, what I'm saying is you put your body through a lot yesterday. I did. I put my body through a lot. Now, I uh, was tracking you on the horrific uh, oh my God. LA Marathon Tracker app that just alerted me this morning that you finished. I was like, wow, he did even worse than I thought he did. It took him a whole day. My friends in St. Louis were so angry about that app. Yeah, it was bad. They got the alert, I believe, 7 o'clock last night that I finished. Yeah. Um, but I did the math on my own based on your, on what it was telling me you were running on your, your mile averages. Yeah. Um, and I went to ninth and San Vicente, pulled right up to the course, literally parked three steps from the course and, uh, waited for you yesterday. And it got to the point in the race where I said, well, I either missed Ruther and this dude's crushing it, or he's definitely wearing braces. Yeah. Because I did the math on the window. Sure. It said you were going to finish. I think we were about a mile and a half away from the finish line. No, you were like... Uh, two miles? About two miles away. Okay, two miles away. Yeah. At your at the, at at a casual 10-minute mile pace of... Uh, at that late in the race, I figured you got to get by me. It, you're, the last update I got before you got there said you were going to finish at eleven ten, and that would have been three fifty three. So I figured if you didn't get to me by like eleven ten, it was going to be real close. Yeah. Um, and I think I saw you at like eleven thirty or something like that. Yeah. I. Uh, it, it was a bad race from the start. It was an awful start. The worst start ever. It could not have been a worse start. Can I tell you something before you get into the race? Yeah, go for I just, it. I, and I don't even, I don't even feel like I'm throwing him under the bus because I feel like you guys are such good friends that like he would tell you the truth anyway. Seconds into your race yesterday, Chad Cutter with a DM. Can I bet on Ruther going over and having a bunch of excuses on why he went over? And I was like, wow, no confidence in your boy. Wow, like my best boy too. Your, your boy was like, he's like, it's just, it would just be classic Ruther. And I was like, nah, I think he's doing it. I thought 100% I would do it. I got good sleep. I mean, was, what is good sleep? Like, you're not waking up. 
Right. I was in bed by 10, probably sleep by 10, 15. I had to get up at 4 a.m. Your at, final time was 4.38? Yes, yeah, 4.38. So you missed, you missed your brother by 34 minutes, and you missed, the, obviously, the four-hour mark by 38 Yeah, minutes. I the start was awful. I, I, I didn't prepare at all for that. And, I, and I'll put that on me, but also it was a clusterfuck. So... L.A. Marathon, for people who run marathons, most marathons have what they call corrals where 200 people go, the buzzer sounds, then they wait 90 seconds, then 200 more people go. Basically to, what's the word I'm looking for? To basically- Thin out the crowd to start the race. Yeah, because you don't want thousands of people running at once because you're running into people, it's chaos, you have people from different levels. Now the elite runners- Now, Now let me ask you something before you move on from there. You were talking about zigzagging people. In there. It, there's, there must be a strategy of just like kind of holding a slow pace, waiting, waiting for it to thin out, and then just having that much more energy. Yeah, you're probably right. L- later on, right? I got a text. I was, I was talking with Tug last night, uh, and he's like, "You got to text Tommy Dewey because you, you probably you had no game plan going into this." And he's yeah. right. You just thought, "Hey, I train. I'm just going to run," but you're not training to run with twenty six thousand people. Yeah. Was there any uh, was there any point on the course where you were regretting not reading anything about training whatsoever and just being like it's mental? No, 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 no. It wasn't that. I regretted not talking to people how to go against other people. Yeah, I'm saying even that. I mean, look, dude. I didn't expect. My mom warned me. My mom called me Friday and she goes, "I'm doing my research. They don't. Ha- they only have corrals for the elite runners." She's like, "This is going to be a clusterfuck for like the first few miles." And I didn't think much of it. So basically how it works is you walk up. It'd be like walking into a stadium. And then once you, there's thousands of people all walking up. And then once you hit the start, everybody goes. Right. Whereas again, versus the corral system, which is basically rationing people out. Sure. So all of a sudden I hit the start. By the way, shout out to uh, Justin Turner and uh, Albert Pujols who were there. Okay. They were the starters. They were the starters. I was like, yeah, I don't want to run this race. I want to go hang out with these guys. Two guys that have never run full speed, so that's a nice. It's <laughs> a nice duo. So they're like, "Have you guys thought about just jogging it and uh, take do a little home run trot the rest of the for twenty six miles?" <laughs> you just boom, you go, and it started at Dodger Stadium, and then you're running up the hill down towards Sunset, and it was a clusterfuck. I I ran into people instantly. And you're trying to move out of the way. and Now, how many people are trying to do the same thing that you're a doing? A lot. And a lot of people are bumping into each other. I knocked a kid over. There's like kids running. I told multiple people to get the fuck out of my way. Like, my mindset was just, I was like, dude, it's like you plan for something and then you're just, holy shit, deer in headlights. I'm like running around, basically. I got yelled at a couple times. You're going off course because I was trying so hard to just keep a good pace. Again, it just seems like your thing would be just to like slow until it thins out. You have extra energy when it does, and now you can really... But also, now, we were getting updates. The updates were coming in pretty good to start the race. But I was still very slow for my time. If you look at my breakdowns, like my first... But if you had kept your pace that it had on your on your first like 10k you'd have made it yeah i would have but i also if you were just like nine minute miling nine and a half minute miling my first few but but here's here's to put it in context when i've been training i've been doing like 
two-hour, 15-minute miles. Right. I was nowhere close to that yesterday because I usually train at a good hard eight- Two-hour, 15-minute miles? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I've been training at about 8 to 8.15 miles right. for the first 15 my first two miles yesterday were like 8.45, 8.50. Right. So I'm way behind. Right. And that got in my fucking head. I'm making an excuse. It got in my head. It, it is a mental game, and it fucked me. But if you had just run that pace the whole time, you'd have, you'd have made it. Yeah. I, I, I think for me... You, uh, in, in the second update, your... your uh, the second update, your uh, finish time dropped like nine minutes. You know, went up nine minutes. And I was like, and I think it was at uh, 353. Yeah. So I was like, well, if he goes up another nine minutes, now we're getting close to 404. But I was also, I was considering the fact that you said, you know, you don't really get started until a half hour in. So I was like, I think Ruther's going to be okay. I felt confident on your second update. It was 100% anxiety. Then your third update. It was anxiety. Your third update was you running by me after you had already lost. And I was like, and you were tweeting? And I'm like, how's he tweeting? Is he done? Well, no, I tweeted once. Once I realized at mile 18, I couldn't go on without walking. That's when I hit my wall. And that's what they say is the traditional yeah. wall for runners on the marathon. It's my, I hit mile 18, and I was just like, dude, I wasn't giving up. But I was like, you have to. And my little brother told me this. He, had, he, started, he said he had to start walking at a certain point. Where then you do intervals. Yeah. Like he texted me, goes, walk five minutes, jog five minutes. Start doing that. I finished my last two miles strong when I ran by you. But yeah, look, dude, I, I didn't I didn't do my best a hundred percent. I also realized a couple other things. I don't like the fanfare. I don't like it. I'm I'm too ADD. I get too distracted. When I run by myself, I'm just like focused and I look at it. A lot of ahead. people can make free throws in the gym, Andy. It's can you make it with the game on the line, with the fucking, you know, curtain of distraction going on. Everybody knowing that you, they get two tacos if you miss them both. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I need, when I do future marathons. So basically, are, what you're saying no killer instinct. Basically, I'm not Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I'm not Michael Jordan. Ironically, I was uh, basically sponsored along with all the other runners by Gatorade. Did not help me. Yeah. So I should have just been focused ahead, and I wasn't. And I think I definitely probably should have trained more hills. Again, this is all on me. But I think any future marathons that are big like this, as far as number of participants, I for sure have to just look ahead. I can't look at all the signs. Like, that stuff is a distraction for me. I can't look at all the signs. I can't look at all the things. I need to just run and just zone everything out. But I'm not going to lie. It's tough, man. When you have bands playing nonstop, people cheering, chanting. Like, I can't hear my music. And I'm not using this as as an excuse, but... I told my mom, I think for future marathons, I'm going to mostly do ones like I did in Ventura, the half, where there's no fanfare. There's like 300 participants, and you're just running. That's more at my Now, alley. I mean, we got to get to the juicy stuff. Yeah, the braces. Br- what's happening? So I saw, I saw a tweet. So where, when's the Cincinnati Marathon? It's May 5th. So that's already, uh, that's only a month, basically six weeks away. Yeah, five weeks away. Five, six weeks away. Uh, is it possible for you to get braces immediately and potentially get them off if you go under 404 in Cincinnati? No, it's not. Well, there's, a, there's a few things to play. One, you can't just get braces and take them off. 
Right. Like, I don't think that's how it works. Well, you could. For health purposes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not completely jacking up my teeth. Uh, I called my brother yesterday. I mean, braces are only helping your teeth, right? So if you take, like, I got braces, technically I got braces and just took them off at one point. Yeah. I called my little brother yesterday, whose time I didn't beat. Shout out to Mark. He said, Now, what, what, uh, what marathon did your brother run? I think he ran Little Rocks because he was living in Arkansas at the time where he was stationed. Uh, and yeah, he told me, he was like, dude, I hit a similar thing. I just, he, he was pacing at a much better time. Um, but he told me, he's like, dude, you know, I really can't actually give you braces. I wasn't even aware of this. Because he's not an orthodontist. He goes, I'm not an orthodontist. Right. So you, you're making claims I couldn't even fucking do. Classic Ruther. Uh, so he goes, I couldn't put braces on you. So he's like, why don't you, why don't you see if people give you leeway and see if you can beat the, beat my time in Cincinnati, which is a much harder course. There's like miles of hills. LA's nothing like LA's mostly flat. Now you were talking about that not to take but go behind the curtain of the of Andy Ruther's life, but you were telling me that you were thinking about doing like Invisalign anyway. So True. Like, so like if you did not beat him and you had to go braces, like you could go traditional braces. You could go to an orthodontist and get braces. I could. Well, I thought he was going to hook me up. I was all confused. He was initially going to hook me up with Invisalign, I thought. But apparently he's like, no, dude, I'm going to give you my guy at the dental practice that yeah. I'm going to start working at in the next few months. So he's, he's, he's passing you off to an orthodontist one way or the other. Yes. So that's where we're at, man. And I'm not trying to make too many excuses, but you looked at my phone. I tweeted it out. All the zigzagging. I ran over 30 miles yesterday. Seems like a bad strategy. It was a terrible strategy. I'm going I'm to start there. It was a bad strategy. I think should have read some books on marathoning. Do you think your diet and your training at all hurt you? No, I don't think that hurt me. You don't think running 20 miles last week? No. I don't think that hurt me at all. I think my strategy killed me. I was so fucking paranoid. And you know what else killed me? I don't look at my mileage when I'm running. And the out of sight, out of mind makes me go faster. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, if I'm doing a long run, let's say I'm doing a, a two-hour run, I might look at my mileage an hour in and be like, whoa, I went this many miles. So, even seeing the miles... Where do you see them? Are they have mile markers? Every mile. And that was another thing. When I ran the Ventura half, mile, half marathon, they had it, like, every three or four miles. Yeah. And I love that. I don't like seeing you. Oh, you're at one. Because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, God, I got 25 more. Oh, you're at two. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not making excuses, but I know this, for me, this is just shit I got to deal with. Chad Cutter is somewhere going, not only are you making excuses, but I called it. Fuck, Chad. I'm not making uh, excuses. I'm saying this, I hurt myself. I yeah. should have known this going in. That's not making excuses. I was not prepared. That's not excuses. That's saying I wasn't prepared especially dealing so what is the status of the what's so you owe uh okay let's take it I owe Laz 100 bucks you owe Laz 100 bucks you're not Tommy you don't get you don't get to eat a a fine meal with Tommy Dewey yeah I forgot about that he's not taking you out to dinner in fact you should probably send him a uh, you know a a DoorDash coupon or something like that and braces are it's it's to be determined how we're how you're doing these braces. I mean, but, what do you think? But you're definitely running the Cincinnati Marathon. I think I have to. Well, here's what I think. I think you definitely have another shot at it 
at the Cincinnati Marathon. And I love the idea of if you go under 404 on that one, that, you know, the bet. But basically, I think to fulfill your bet, you at least, I'm not saying it has to happen before, but the amount of time between now and the Cincinnati Marathon, you're going to have to have braces on your face for at least that long. I no, I don't know about that. I, I don't want to say I'm fucking. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. When, when the people don't do their bets, welching. I don't say I'm welching, but again, I don't know. Like I have mostly straight teeth. My teeth are pretty straight. I just have a couple crooked teeth. I don't. I'm not going to risk jacking up my teeth to get braces. Well, that you know they don't. They, they can put on braces that don't have an an actual effect for 35 days. Yeah, there. You, you know, I. Did you ever have braces? No. No. So I had braces. It's a wire system. They, sure. They, the wires move to, to to shift your teeth. Like you've seen people with braces on in movies. You know? Yeah. They could basically put a braces on that are having no effect on your teeth. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, the whole thing. Basically, that's what my braces were because I didn't wear my fucking headgear. I didn't fucking tighten them with the thing and I didn't fucking wear them for that long. Like... You, you kind of have to work for braces, but they could also just put basically fake braces on. Okay. You know, they would be real braces, but they'd have no well, look, true effect. I'm going to, I'll talk to my brother talk again. talk to Jay Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll talk to my brother again, um, which again, I'm going into Cincinnati actually for his graduation from Ohio State Dental School. So he was also like, dude, don't do anything till he talked to me. Right. That's what I was saying. Like, even like, if it like doesn't happen. Getting, to- like, he's getting a practice. You know, this is big Ruther family news. I Hopefully my brothers checked their email. He's actually moving back to Cincinnati. Right. Which I knew for a few weeks, but I had to keep quiet. So he's going to buy a practice, or he's going to be in on a practice. And he's like, look, I'm going to be in a practice with other dentists, orthodontists. Obviously, I got people who can take care of you. Right. Don't, that's, don't, that's, don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think you should really... I think you should read a book on marathoning, and you should really prepare for Cincinnati. But even after you get there, if we can hook you up, then you got five weeks of braces. Cincinnati's going to be – it's going to be just as almost big as far as number of people, my mom told me. But she goes, they are going to – And there's hills. There's hills, lots of hills. But my mom's like, your start will be a lot better. Yeah. They're, they're not this L.A. Dude, the thing about it is, though – Imagine this. You start your marathon. I was texting with somebody who put it best. They go, imagine you train like I did for months, and then you get to the start, and then there's like, let's say, a group of 15 women in their 50s, all wearing the same shirt, talking, and you're trying to get around them. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. And they say runners, slow runners should go to the right, and fast runners to the left, just like how you drive on the freeway. Which People in California don't even do that on the freeway. Nobody was doing that. I literally told a dude who was barefoot, I hit him with my elbow and said, get the fuck out of my way. Within the first two months, we were getting into it. I was like, dude, you're barefoot. Dude, you're not for fucking real. Like, you're I saw a lot of people running barefooted. I guess it's like a thing. Fucking lunatics. Now, um, first of all, well, not first of all, I guess last of all in the marathon, congratulations on finishing the LA Marathon. Thank That's you. That's an accomplishment all in itself. I'm disappointed, but I appreciate it. Uh, I was watching people go... I'll never run a marathon. I can say that for an absolute fact. I'll never do it. Seems awful. It's just the the looks on people's faces. Oh yeah, a lot of anger. Yeah, Allie was out there fucking, you know, sort of roasting people, but like she was trying to be positive. But it did, it like 
I, I imagine a lot. She was like, you look super fit. Your stomach, so many flat stomachs, so many. Yeah. Like, she's like, you can put this on your resume for the rest of your life. I was like, stop <laughs> roasting these people. She's like, I'm trying to be positive. Um, so you made it. You finished. That's uh, that's what's important. I mean, look- I know you set your own goals and you you dug, you know, you dug yourself a, uh, a couple of holes that you're now going to have to figure out how to dig yourself out of. But uh, I think it's an accomplishment just to finish it. That being said, I think you have to go to the comments section now and get some feedback on your on our first on our marathon talk. Just because I imagine dirt balls are coming in with some hot takes. Well, let, you know, let them come in. I did finish. I did do over 30 miles yesterday. It's yeah. the most miles I've ever run in a day. And and you had the sex. Maybe. <laughs> Rumor has I'm try, it. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to save your day here. Rumor has it. Okay, let's go to the comment section. All those people probably gave Ruth their anxiety. Yep. You should get noise-canceling headphones. No, yeah, no float lab probably kept you anxious too. Don't actually get braces, please. Take teeth out instead. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with that last one. And I'm going to disagree with the one before it, too. Braces and make America great again shaved into the side of your head at an ICP concert. You're a Welch. Uh-oh. Yeah, I got to say, the one thing about it is you don't want to end up being Sam Tripoli. If Ruther goes under four in Cincinnati, no braces. So it seems like we have a lot of mixed opinions on it in the comment section on YouTube. Cincinnati's going to be tough, man. My advice is don't become Sam Tripoli at all costs. Cincinnati's going to be tough. I know I have uh, my work cut out, and I definitely can't run for a couple days. And it's just around the corner. Yeah. So it looks like I'll be hitting Malibu. I'll well, be... I told you, my friend Jack decided to run the marathon in two weeks two weeks prior to the LA Marathon. And he ran in 335. He must be in great shape. He's in great shape. He's younger than us. He's probably 10 years younger than us. So there's that. Um, yeah, you want to but... hear what my dad said real quick? Yeah. My dad said, congrats on finishing the marathon, especially at your age. And I was like, wow, that's a dig at my age. Yeah. I'm like, you're 75, Walt. I, there, I saw a lot of old people running. Yeah, there it's were. such a mixed bag out there. Such a mixed bag. There was children. You see all the children? Yeah. I saw some people dropping like flies. Now, there. when you say there's no corrals, like the, like the old, the elderly people that I saw walking yes. by prior to you arriving, they were beating you in the marathon? No, that means they could have got a way ahead start. Does that make sense? The technical marathon started at 6.55 for all the fast people. Right. So they do the corrals for the timed people. Sure. People who have qualifying times. Sure, sure. And then- The people who are really running a race. Yes, exactly. Not the people who are running to you know finish. Yeah, exactly. So those, a lot of those people probably started way ahead of me. I waited, and I should have waited longer. That That's also on me. That's a fucking rookie error. So I could have kept waiting around- Basically, you you don't start till you cross the start line. Exactly. Right. And I I got too caught up. I was too anxious to fucking get going. And maybe I could have waited another fifteen minutes to thin out the herd. But again, it was it was very unorganized. And but when I start, how far back in that in the full pack were you? You think? I want to like say percentage wise. What do you mean, like? 
Like if everybody else besides like the real runners are are they were probably twenty to twenty five minutes ahead of me, right? From when they started, from when I started. And how about like the first person that crossed the starting line of your of the giant group? Like how how far behind them you think you were? I don't know. Like I, percentage wise in the group, were you like halfway? You were the middle of the pack. I was probably middle of the pack. I kept seeing people. We'd pass each other. We'd slow down. We'd pass each other. I think I also I ate way. I got. I got too bloated. I think I had too many oranges, too much Gatorade. Because you know when you normally run, that shit's not around you. When it's yeah. there, you're like, oh, I need it. I need another orange. I need Gatorade. I need a pretzel. Somebody was passing pretzels. Uh, they said a salt's good for you when you run. There was someone, and apparently they do this every year. There was a chili dog stand at like mile four, literally handing people chili dogs. I saw one dude, I couldn't stop laughing. One dude took a bite and the look on his face, and then he just threw the chili dog. Can you imagine eating a chili dog while trying to run a marathon? I, I don't eat chili dogs fucking when I'm walking. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, we got to hop into this comment section. Jay Lloyd, you know, Cincinnati native, our, our Photoshop guy. He says, it always rains during the flying pig. Jesus Christ. That's the Cincinnati one. The marathon is also sponsored by Skyline. Jesus they prepped Christ. You. They prepped you with the chili dog stand. Yeah. Uh, I've heard there's a chili dog stand at all except mile four in Cincinnati. That's the, that's the break from the chili dog stand. My mom is worried. She's like, I don't know if you should do another one already. She's like, this one's no, not easy. Cause she's, you know, she's walked the half. Yeah. She's like, there's lots of hills. Well, I mean, you got five weeks. I got five weeks. And then after that, I think my new thing is like, I'm going to do marathons. I have like 10 people. No, I don't know. Small marathons. The fanfare. Most people like the fanfare. I don't. If I see, if I saw one more, if Trump can run, so can you sign. If I saw one more playing off the pun of asphalt. If I saw one more, this sign says rum, not run. I mean... These are, these are the signs people on the side are holding? Yeah, so yeah. many of the same signs. Worst parade ever. So many of those. The number one sign, without a doubt, was if Trump can run, so can you. I must have saw 30 to 40 of those. And see, and that's the problem. It didn't make me want to run. It just made me want to get angry and rip up their sign. And that's just that's bad energy on my part, and it doesn't help my cause. See, you, you, you had told us prior that the anger like fuels you. So we were prepared to be like you suck ruther you're yeah. not gonna make it and then at that point you'd already been tweeting and i'd already talked to you on the phone and and times were desperate so then i just cheered you on as you came by i appreciate that <laughs> well hey i didn't look i didn't do what i wanted to do and that's on me but i will say i i i gave it my effort i didn't puss out like nashville i hit my wall i definitely walked at portions but i didn't stop i finished strong and you didn't gronk it, right? You didn't just give up halfway and try to rest on, hey, I had a good first half of a marathon. I'll just take the car home now and try to have everybody tell me I'm the best. Wow. Try to give you a segue. Trying to give you a segue a, out of your marathon. That's a great segue. Yeah. We're, we did 30 minutes on my goddamn marathon. Yeah. You are stirring the pot on social media about gronk I didn't, while I was running the marathon. I didn't even think... Uh, I didn't even think putting the statistics of two all-time tight ends next to each other was stirring the pot. I was just trying to uh, open up, 
you know, the eyes. As, as we know, many of the Patriots fans in the world live in their in their little cocoons where Tom Brady's the greatest football player that's ever played. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach that's ever coached. Uh, Gronkowski is the greatest tight end that's ever tight ended. Teddy Bruschi is the most dominant defensive player of all time. Foxborough is the best stadium. Uh, Boston has the best culture. They're the finest people. Uh, you know, New England clam chowder is the best food. And all I was merely trying to do was open their eyes to the fact that if you think Rob Gronkowski is the greatest tight end of all time, you should eat. New England clam chowder until the potatoes and clams are coming out your ears and you are, you know, floating in, you know, the Boston Harbor. So Gronk retired yesterday. He played what? How many seasons? Nine seasons. Nine seasons in the NFL. Had an amazing career. He's a Hall of Famer. Yep. But your problem is that people, again, I, I missed pretty much all, most of this. Yeah. Your problem is that people are trying to say Gronk was the greatest tight end of all time, which I would agree with you there that he is not. Well, first of all, I actually... Tony Gonzalez, right? Tony Gonzalez is, without a doubt, the greatest tight end of all time. And uh, my tweet that I was throwing people up was because Antonio Gates still has not officially retired. You know, he wasn't on the team last year and then he got picked up by the Chargers. He's once again a free agent. I imagine he will probably get picked up again. doesn't seem like he wants to retire. And the bottom line is Antonio Gates has had a significantly better career than Rob Gronkowski. See, I might argue that. Why are, okay. you, why are you saying that? So here's, here's the thing. I'm pulling, up, I'm pulling up your tweet right now. Here's the thing. And, that, and, that's, just a look at their, and that's just a look at their career stats. What, but, what about yards per catch? Okay. Great. But here's the thing. Here's Antonio Gates. And Rob Gronkowski through nine years. Okay. Antonio Gates, 593 receptions. Rob Gronkowski, 521 receptions. So 72 more receptions for Gates. Yards, 7,783 for Gates. Gronkowski, 7,861. So about 80 more, 82 more yards for Gronk. TDs, dead even basically. 76 and 79. Rob, 79 to... Gates, 76. So through their first nine years, they essentially played identical careers. What's yards per catch? 13 to 15. So they're very similar. Okay, I didn't know that. Through nine years. Again, I didn't know that. They they had identical nine years. Now, Antonio Gates, that wasn't Antonio Gates' best nine years. Obviously, that's Rob Gronkowski's best nine years as it's his only nine years. But it's so so. Hold on, let me just take a step back. So f- the first nine years, the stats you just read off, I do agree. Again, I didn't do I didn't do a deep dive like you did. They are extremely comparable. So why is Gates better? I, I would say from what you just said, statistically, they're basically on par with each other. Right. And then Gates played nine more years. <laughs> okay. So I mean, your contribution in the NFL, like we're talking about. The whole resume here, right? Yeah. Through nine years of the same player. Is anybody talking about Antonio Gates being the greatest tight end of all time if he retired nine years ago? No. And again, it's not. that's not Gates' best nine years. That's his first nine years. That's Gronk's first nine years because I think everybody agrees the reason Gronk is retiring is 
there's a wall that's getting hit here. Physically, uh, I don't know, concussions-wise, injuries-wise, how much he's actually contributing-wise. Like, the bottom line is, you don't compare 2018 Gronk and 2018 Antonio Gates because Antonio Gates is 10 years older. But you can compare year 10 Antonio Gates with year 10 Rob Gronkowski. What about this argument? Well, and so yesterday when I put that up and I put up career stats, I mean, this might be my favorite argument of all time. Somebody goes, I guess Frank Gore is better than Barry Sanders then. Well, if you look at Barry Sanders' whole career, which was nine years, he had 15,000 yards and 99 touchdowns, and he averaged five yards a carry. And Frank Gore had 11,000 yards and 64 touchdowns. So the idea that Barry Sanders had 50% more rushing yards in, their, in the same amount of times played as Frank Gore makes that comparison literally the worst thing that everybody anybody's ever interjected in any sports conversation ever. Yeah. Yes, Antonio Gates' career stats dwarf Gronk's because he played longer. But guess what? His first nine years also are exactly what Gronk's were. Well, well that's I'm glad you did that, actually, because that's what I think we need to hear. Again, I didn't know that either. When you compare them side by side, they are basically on par with each other. Now, how about this? For the first nine years of their career, 521 receptions for Gronk, 529 for Shannon Sharp, 7,861 yards for Gronk, 6,759 for Sharp. Yes, Gronk, less catches, almost over 1,000 more yards. 15.1 yards per catch, per reception to... Shannon Sharp's 12.8. 79 TDs to Shannon Sharp's 44. Shannon Sharp's a Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. But the idea that anybody would then argue, well, Shannon Sharp has played in three Super Bowls that his team won, and Rob Gronkowski has played in two Super Bowls that his team has won, would then therefore make Shannon Sharp better? No, of course not. Who's judging tight ends on their rings? Fucking lunatics. If you're arguing Rob Gronkowski is better than Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Jason Witten, Shannon Sharp, any of these people because of the team success of the New England Patriots, get in the ground and have somebody fucking SpongeBob SquarePants you. Bury yourself. What a ludicrous argument. Yeah, I agree. This comes back to the central point we've been preaching on this show. You can't keep bringing rings into it. Especially, especially for tight ends. And especially for... Considering Gronk, one, was on injured reserve for a Super Bowl that they won, was literally outjumped by Chase Blackburn that cost them a Super Bowl that they lost. Lost a Super Bowl against... Like, he's, he's lost multiple Super Bowls. He's won multiple Super Bowls. He sat out one Super Bowl for injury. His career is a fucking Super Bowl wash. At best. Well, you know, obviously he had the amazing catch this year. Great. Which helped the... the, the uh, but the idea the that Rams. you're arguing... The, the Patriots won three Super Bowls before Gronk. The Patriots have six Super Bowls in the Tom Brady-Bill Belichick era. Four of those, Rob Gronkowski did not participate in. Yeah. So no. you could almost argue that the Patriots are a more successful team without Rob Gronkowski than they are with him. Well, I would In a Super Bowl or bust league. I, I wouldn't argue that... 
You right. I wouldn't argue it either because whether or not a player is on the field for a Super Bowl that a team wins is not a fucking factor when you're talking about career tight ends. But I don't want to take. I know what you're saying. I don't want to take anything away from Gronk. Gronk had a great career. Fantastic. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Now kill yourself if you think he's the best tight end of all time. He. He's a hundred percent one of a kind, though. I mean, on the field, he was so tough to cover. Now, this isn't a stat, but do you say, I might say from a visual eye test, I could argue, in my opinion, he might have been more difficult to cover than some of those other guys. Sure. Than an Antonio Gates, than a Shannon Sharp, because he was just such a physical freak. He was just so damn tough to cover. Yeah, and also... Injury prone. With one comes the other, right? Oh, he's a tight end that's split out all the time. And he's a, yeah, and he's got a bionic fucking arm brace and he's got a bionic leg brace and he got out jumped by Chase Blackburn because he was hurt, his back, his knee, his head, his concussions, his elbows. Yeah. That that comes with the territory, right? Yeah. No, you're right. I mean staying, if, staying- if, if we're gonna if we're gonna Base like the reason that Barry Sanders is considered the fucking one of, if not the goat running back, is because no one's touching him in the nine years yeah, that he played. He was that good. All of those guys. I'll read them all for you if you want. Shannon Sharp, Rob Gronkowski, Jason Witten. Jason Witten had in his first nine years had almost two hundred more receptions. He had 696 to Rob Gronkowski's 521. He had 7,909 yards to Rob Gronkowski's 7861. So in yards and receptions, crush him. Rob Gronkowski's 79 TDs to Witten's 41. Now, we all agree that just like everything else that you're considering, yes, they're they're throwing the ball more in losses, so Jason Witten's going to get more receptions. But isn't that also... You're playing with Tom Brady and the Patriots. You're gonna your team's scoring more touchdowns. You're gonna get more touchdowns. Like you can't honestly say that a guy with 170 more catches and over a thousand more yards, and then the other guy has more TDs, isn't pretty much a fucking even bag. Tony Gonzalez, 648 receptions in his first nine years. Again, not his best nine years. His first nine years to Gronk's 521 yards. Equal. 56 touchdowns to 79 touchdowns. It's like, all of these guys are on par with each other. The, like, the, the, the five great tight ends of all time through their first nine years are in the same group. Minus touchdowns. And, I right. Think, I think Gronk, right. Gronk has way more touchdowns than those guys. Right. And then you take the fact that, except by the way, except Antonio Gates, which he doesn't. He had three more touchdowns in his first nine years than Gates. So take all that, and then the fact that all of those guys kept playing. Well, I want to address this, because I already see a comment on YouTube about it right now. Are we going to address the playoff numbers for these guys? What is your reaction to that? So, you're asking me for what? Cumulative playoff stats for a guy who played on the New England Patriots versus Antonio Gates versus Tony Gonzalez on a Chiefs team that didn't win a playoff game until no. This I'm just saying what the comments. Says. No, I, I, but I'm, I'm asking you to play the devil's advocate to be the voice of the people. So I think that's so, where the team game. Plays so New England it. Patriots make it to the Super Bowl basically every year before Gronk and after Gronk. They won more Super Bowls without Gronk than they've won with Gronk. The 
Kansas City Chiefs don't win a playoff game until last season since Joe Montana played. And I'm judging Tony Gonzalez's career on the fact that he de- he never played in a playoff game? Yeah. That's the Barry Sanders no, I versus Emmett Smith argument. Barry Sanders never played in the playoffs. I mean, once it's, or twice. It's it's ludicrous. It's a team game. Yes. By the way, by the way, here's the thing. Gronk's playoff stats are part of why he gets to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer while quitting after nine years. Yeah. Cool. But you know what? All the reasons you love Gronk are all the are, is, is part of the factor too. Gronk's a be- Gronk's on the boat having the Bud Lights. Some fucking Gronk smash. Gronk fucks strippers, fucks cheerleaders. The Gronk brothers fucking do push-ups all summer long. Okay. Gronk can't stay healthy. Gronk quit after nine years. Did I play in the NFL nine years? No. Is Gronk well Gronk is Gronk a better person than me physically in every regard? Of course he is. But I'm not Antonio Gates. I'm not Jason Witten. I'm not Tony Gonzalez. I'm not Shannon Sharp. I'm not Kellen Winslow. I'm not comparing him to me. I'm comparing him to you who want to call him the greatest tight end of all time. To you people out there that do. To do that to Tony Gonzalez is offensive. To do that to Antonio Gates is offensive. If Mike... Who's a bigger Mike Trout? Is Do you think there's a bigger Mike Trout fan in the world than me that doesn't root for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? I love Mike Trout. If Mike Trout retires today, he's not the greatest baseball player of all time. Is he pacing to be the greatest baseball player of all time? Yeah. Is he the greatest baseball player of all time right now? Of course not. A lot of things have happened to a lot of people late in their careers. Where the production falls off. Yeah. And and that's a factor. Did you know Hank Aaron never hit 50 homers in a season? I don't know if Hank Aaron hit 40 homers in a season. Yeah, he did. 40. Yeah. He didn't hit 50. I know he didn't hit 50. He was just so consistent. Yeah. That's it. That's how you become the fucking all-time home run king. It's like, this has to be a factor. His injuries. I mean, that giant Super Bowl, Chase Blackburn out-jumped Rob Gronkowski. And they're like, well, it's back. Oh, it's back. I think for sure you do have to factor in the healthiness. And I, for some reason, people want to ignore that. It's weird because they don't want to ignore that with quarterbacks. Like, we always commend, right, quarterbacks who stay on the field, quarterbacks who make so many consecutive starts because it's so important. And you should do the same for all the positions. Anybody who can consistently stay on the field in the NFL in such an injury-riddled profession needs to be commended. And, and you are right. Gronk was amazing. I loved Gronk. I loved watching him play. I loved watching him on the field. Without a doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer, but he was extremely injury prone, and it does matter when, when you're not on the field. But ultimately, for me as someone who loves football, for me as someone who really enjoys watching how Bill Belichick coaches and you know forms his team, it never mattered. And Patriots fans probably know this too, right? It it didn't matter if Gronk was or wasn't there. That didn't affect my opinion of them winning a Super Bowl because they have such a fine machine that they're running in New England. It doesn't matter. One cog being gone from the machine doesn't matter because... 
Bill Belichick is such a mastermind and such a great coach. I would 100% agree with you there. And the numbers don't lie about that. They've won four with him not playing and two with him playing. Now, has he helped them win those two Super Bowls? Yeah. He had an amazing catch against the Rams, which basically set up the touchdown to win this year's Super Bowl. But Prano is right. I mean, but also, but and going back to that Super Bowl against the Giants, does having Gronk on the field not a hundred percent cost them that Super Bowl? I don't know about if I go that far. Okay, but Tom Brady, you know, there there's some there's some obviously close relationship between Brady and Gronk, right? And th- these guys love each other. Tom Brady, I'm sure, is writing a fucking you know, I will remember you music video to put on his Instagram about Gronk. Or it's you know, it's gonna be them on the boat in Dawson's Creek, like fucking you know, Dawson and Joey or something like that. But you did like throwing a jump ball is your security blanket in the Super Bowl that ends up getting picked off by a glorified special teamer who outjumps the goat tight end Rob Gronkowski. I mean, that's one play. Right. My point is this. Rob Gronkowski is a top four tight end of all time. Sure, without a doubt. A top five tight end of all time, depending on, like, you know, how much longevity matters. Like, I first of all, here's here's the thing. I don't know. I'll, like, first of all, Jason Witten's career is not over. Yeah. Okay. Um, do I put Shannon Sharp above Rob Gronkowski because he's – was on the field for three Super Bowls of Gronk's too? No, I don't. Personally, I have Gronk over Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Personally. I would too. I would okay? too. Personally, and I feel like you're an idiot if you fucking argue otherwise, Gonzalez, Gates, and then your your conversation can start. Yeah, then that wouldn't bother me. The fact that you pulled up those nine-year stats for both Gates and... And Gronk. That are identical. They're identical. Like, that blew my mind. I had no clue And then Gates played. Similar. And Gates is in seven, was in year 17 last year. Yeah. So that's very important. It really is. But don't tell Pats fans that. They're, they're of the impression that Gronk is Barry Sanders and Antonio Gates is Frank Gore. <laughs> in case you're wondering why you should never listen to a Boston sports fan about fucking anything. I mean, people are stupid. We know that. Come on. Social media has really put a spotlight on the stupidity of people's takes and the homerism. It's ridiculous. Your tight end is hurt too, dot com. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a good Monday. You're waking me up, Prano. Good job. You're get. I like the fire. I like the passion you have today. You want to continue that with a little Colin Kaepernick quick discussion? Sure. We did cover this during our 12-hour live March Madness broadcast. By the way, shout out to Tug Coker. Shout out to Brady Matthews. Shout out to our boy Max, Aaron, Laz. Am I missing anybody? Uh, I don't know. We did a 12-hour live YouTube broadcast. And last- then we came back the next day. with how, how long were you guys on? About four, four and a half. In fact... Tug Coker texted me last night. He said, next year, we need to do four straight days, the first and second round, Thursday through Sunday. This is truly his Mel Kuyper week. For the, like, this is his thing. Like, he, he gets put in a bubble, and then he comes out like Mel Kuyper for the draft. You know what I said to him? I go, you're nuts. And he literally wrote back, word for word, Andy, we need to challenge ourselves. 
I, I I'm I'm already thinking of a DSPN spinoff with Tug and All Day Kelt. <laughs> I mean that's that's our newest podcast. Max and uh, Max Tug? and Tug. They had they had some fiery exchanges. They did. They had some good exchanges. And it was great because it it was almost like Max was the uh, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, Tug was just Tony Gonzalez because Max came out hot. He did come hot. out hot. He was firing big plays, big statistical drops. Tug stayed very level, just consistent. And by the end, Max is speaking in riddles, and and Tug is still just catching touchdown yeah. passes at age forty. Yeah. We got to get Max in here. We, we, yeah. We're, we're going to work with Max. All day Kelt. And Tug didn't stop there, by the way. Then he started texting me live events he wants to do. He wrote NBA playoffs day one. You know, uh, he, he's like, I'm doing the Masters. He said, by myself. <laughs> Good. He should. He's just going to come into the smut studio. I don't know if Evil Tug or Tug Coker is going to show up because Evil Tug. We should a- give Tug an out. We should. He should be able to. Do, he should do the Masters from Thursday until Tiger Woods is like out of the running. So maybe Friday afternoon. Oh, shots fired! Yeah. So shout out to all those guys. We we put up some great content. Shout out to all the dirt balls who followed, left comments. It was a lot of fun. We had some great donations. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. But we discussed this. What I was going to get to. The Colin Kaepernick settlement and Eric Reed's settlement was revealed that they made less. Well, that's not true at all. You've you've already butchered this. Okay, go ahead. Well, did you read the Wall Street Journal article? I did. So nothing was revealed. It was leaked. There, in the in the entire Wall Street Journal article, there's one line that says a source says they got less than ten million dollars each. So the first, by the way. I, obviously, I'm a Colin Kaepernick guy, but the first report that he was that you know he's getting five hundred million dollars or whatever is as ludicrous as the report that they're getting ten million dollars between the two of them. So far, so wait, you're trying to debunk this? You're trying to say that they did not get? Well, I'm not debunking ten million. I'm not debunking anything. I'm telling you precisely what the Wall Street Ar- Journal article says. And if you pull up the Wall Street Journal article. It doesn't even like the whole article is about what they it is about the the whole article is about here I'll I'll pull it up right now because I have it here okay the whole article is about the case and why they would have settled and why they wouldn't have settled but the important thing is there's one line that references what everybody is reporting one which is. Will receive less than ten million to settle grievances with the league, according to people briefed on the deal. That's it. Then there's a ten thousand word article about the settlement. Well, does it does it really matter though? Does what matter? If it was ten million or a hundred million? Well, th- it, it, it matters. Uh, it matters for a couple of things. The people that said, "Oh, he's just doing it for the money. He's a sellout. Guess he got his fifty million, and now he's good. He didn't fucking stand for anything." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, the NFL is doing precisely what Colin Kaepernick defenders were doing before, which is picking a random number that justifies their decision, and then saying whatever. The bottom line is the NFL has a non-disclosure. Colin Kaepernick has a non-disclosure. When I said fifty to sixty million, 
in the middle. So, so the first number was they must have gotten a billion dollars to settle. That's ludicrous. The NFL is not giving anybody a billion dollars. The same way, though, they, they got $10 million. Okay. From somebody briefed on the thing. The, the number of 50 to 60 million was the, a number that no one has ever claimed happened, but a Forbes, like a group of Forbes reporters determined this would be the number that if you were in this situation, one would settle for to when you consider what they would have made if they go to trial versus it what project- it would cost. A projection. Yeah, exactly. A projection. a projection. Okay. As opposed to the the that was the projection as opposed to the wings numbers of super low and super high where yeah. people go, we heard. Well, we heard. Colin Kaepernick fans keep hearing billions. NFL defenders keep hearing ten million between the two of them. Well, I want to read a tweet and then we'll move on because we have a lot to cover today. I think it's an interesting tweet. It's from uh, an NFL reporter, Albert Breer, because I thought this was very interesting. He says, "If the Wall Street Journal report is correct, so if the ten million dollars is correct, it indicate what was likely from the start. There was no smoking gun, but plenty of embarrassing info the NFL wanted to prevent." from seeing the light of the day, so they paid to make it go away. So he's basically saying, if this is correct... So now play, so now play just like, play reasonable investigative person. He's right? basically saying, there, there is bad emails of... So now, so, so so now what I'm asking you is like, let's, let's take all of our political and personal feelings out of this. Okay. Eric Reed just signed a huge deal. Okay. Correct? Yeah. Colin Kaepernick just sold the most fucking jerseys in the NFL, and he's not giving any of that money in the NFL. He's selling black Colin Kaepernick jerseys, and he's selling them out. Nike gave him $20 million to do the campaign that started last football season. Why, when you consider what Reed's making right now and what Colin Kaepernick's making right now, why do they split less than ten million to not expose those e- those emails, bad information, and whatever? I mean, I don't know. I'm, but I'm asking, like, why does that make sense to you from a financial standpoint? Yeah, it wouldn't necessarily make sense from a financial standpoint. What? Yeah, exactly. If so they're what, if they're already making a lot of money, which you just said, we, we both know, we we know that both of them are. Yeah. That's why the numbers probably in between the numbers that everybody's saying. Well, regar- it's not hundreds of millions, and it's not ten million. Well, regardless of what it is, I agree with this tweet of. It, to me, the the number doesn't matter. That's why I bring this up. The number doesn't matter. It's still a bad look for the NFL. I I don't know how. Here's you- why the number matters. Well, it doesn't matter to me because to me it shows they were still trying to cover up. Some bad shit, whether it's emails right. or but text. But the number matters for one reason and one reason only. Is it worth it to the NFL to set a precedent to do this? Where they can still control players' thoughts, minds, and words. Because in the end, it's going to cost them $5 million. Yeah, of course it is. But that's why the NFL, why would they ever do it in the first place? Does that make sense? Why? Why are these guys doing? If these guys are making that much money, why are they settling for five million dollars? 
Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's why the number matters. It's not worth it to them to do it for a billion dollars. Yeah. That's why no one who's reasonable thinks that they got a billion dollars. And I think no one that's reasonable thinks that they got $10 million between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, the 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 $10 million between the two of them number, like, I almost feel like it's so low that, like, this is the, this is like the reverse PR spin. Sure. And, th- and that could be. Because they both signed a non-disclosure and no one can say anything. Yeah. But one of the 32 NFL owners can come out and say whatever the fuck they want. Sure. Well, let's talk March Madness. Let's move on in the show. Before- Good. This will, I know we're running a little behind already, so this will be quick. Uh, before we do that, we were just talking about Tug. His Michigan Wolverines will be out in Anaheim. We discussed there is a Sweet 16 and Elite 8 game on Thursdays and Saturday this week. We might go to those games using SeatGeek. I know Tug is going to open his phone today. Tug Coker, if you're listening... Download the Seeky app. I know he already has it. Go hop on. You can see exactly where you're going to sit in the Honda Center, which they call the Pond. We might go use those tickets on Seeky. Also, I've been looking at Seeky for all these Reds games, dude. I'm excited. You know, I'm talking Anaheim out here in LA. They play a Dodgers Day game. Uh, Arizona. You and I were talking about hitting up Mets games. So many options for Seeky. So, Dirtballs, best of all, you guys should know this at this point if you listen to the show. All listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. So just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And uh, once again, to reiterate, if you use promo code DIRTY on SeatGeek, I will send you two beer koozies. I have a bunch of koozies I'm actually sending out today. I finally have time to catch up. So go ahead and do that. I want to throw a little extra. If you're the, f- I want to know who the first person, I think bonus koozies to the first person that uses SeatGeek to go to a Sod Poodles game. Ooh, love it. And also, just a reminder, I think our group is up to like 14 or 15 now on our in the Dirtball chat. Yes. But we are taking names and info for people who are interested in the Amarillo Sod Poodles trip, the group uh, chat is going to be to share, you know, dates and times and uh, all the the details. So if you're interested, shoot us a tweet and say, I am, even if you're loosely, I'm interested in a Amarillo Sod Poodles trip in July or August or sometime this summer. We'll add you to the group and I'm sure that group will thin out a little bit. But if that group gets to be, you know, 35, 40 people, we're looking at a super fun day at the ballpark with a lot of exciting, uh, prospects uh, from our boy Nick Yardley. Yeah, a fun dirtball meetup. So let us know if you're interested in coming to Amarillo, like Joe just said. Okay, so March Madness. I want to say to start, this was probably one of the most boring weekends in recent memory. There was no no game-winning buzzer beaters. Two of the four regions have seeds one through four. There's no major Cinderella. Uh, Again, you look at Oregon, they're a 12 seed, but they're also Oregon. You know what I'm saying? They're right. a big school. It's not UC Irvine in the Sweet 16. It's not Liberty. It's not Loyola from last year or Davidson during Steph Curry's years or VCU. You know, you see. I mean, this- who is the it, who is the like who would be considered the C- Cinderella team now? I mean, I, like you said, Oregon's a pretty big school. I wouldn't. 
Cons- I wouldn't ever consider a Pac-12 school. They're all big schools. A, a-, a Cinderella. This, are, is there any teams left? No. That are like. I mean, obviously Gonzaga was the number one seed, even though they're a small school. They've been great at basketball. Yeah. So you got we got UNC, Auburn, Houston. I mean, I mean, Houston's a big school though. Again, right? And they're also a three seed. Yeah. Michigan, Texas Tech. Yeah, that's one through four. Duke, Virginia Tech, LSU, Michigan. Yeah, I mean, come on. There's not one UVA, Oregon. I mean, and then you know you first of all you said two of the brackets are one, two, three, four. The South with Oregon is one, two, three, twelve. Oh wow! And then the other one is one, two, three, five. So four, all the three, all the top three seeds. Wow, I, have advanced. I wonder when last time that happened. So fourteen of the sixteen teams played out. Basically, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, it's just two two brackets. It's just one bracket that's one, two, three, four. Oh, one, okay. one, two, three, five. Okay, I was wrong. Sorry. You have, and then a one, two, three, four. No, you're right. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, five. One, two, three, twelve. So fourteen of the sixteen are the top four seats. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's there's no major upsets. To me, this has been a very boring tournament. I would have loved to see like a UC Irvine go far or a or Murray, Murray State. State. I mean, I mean, John Morant losing in the second round is not good for the tournament. And I'll argue Duke winning yesterday from a entertainment value purpose was the best thing for the tournament. If Duke goes down yesterday, what players are you watching? I agree. I could be wrong. I mean, I guess Taco. Taco. Yeah, he was fun to watch. But I'm saying I could be wrong, but I don't know. I don't know what players, because again, I don't know enough about college basketball, but what players on these other squads, I'm like, oh, that's a must-see guy. Duke, you have three. Yeah. So them winning yesterday, I think, was... By the way, this turn, just from, from a Knicks fan standpoint, I feel like I'm, we're going to get the third pick now just because it's not going to be either of them. But I've actually gone back and forth on Ja and Zion throughout the tournament. Obviously, it was Zion when the tournament started. Then it went to Ja. And then people were, say, like, people were coming at me when I tweeted that because Ja loses. And I'm like, no, I actually still saw everything I needed to in that game. I really, really, really like his game. I wasn't even back on Zion until that fucking end one. And he missed the free throw. But I wasn't even back on him until that end one at the end of the game, which was so incredible. Like, they're down fucking three. He doesn't take the three. He goes in against the big guy, gets fouled, and one. It was like, dude, they, like those were the two most exciting players in the tournament. It's so sad that Jaws already out. Now it's, it's Zion's show. Yeah. So it's Duke versus who's Duke playing this week? Bro, I don't even watch college basketball. Duke is playing Virginia Tech. Oh, that's right. Another ACC matchup again for the third time. So the game's down in the West. Gonzaga, Florida State, Texas Tech, Michigan. That's the Thursday games down in Anaheim. Okay. Do you still like Duke? Yeah. To win it all? Yeah. They should have lost yesterday. Uh, I don't know how UCF doesn't. I mean, so close, both those shots. Yeah. You couldn't be any more close. I feel bad for those kids, man. That was such a tough, that's such a tough game to lose. 
great game to watch. That was a fun up and down Back to Orlando, guys. Yeah. Bye forever. (laughs) Back to O-Town. I was smashing. I smashed so much mouths after I have a marathon. I was just sitting on my couch watching those games, enjoying. That's a tough loss, man. But, you know, Duke prevailed. I watched the Kentucky Waffle. You know, I watched a lot of the games. Is Zion Williamson the greatest college basketball player in history? In history? Oh, I, sorry. I, I was just going with the Gronk theory that if you do it for a really short period of time, you look awesome doing it, that that officially makes you the best player ever. It's not? He's not? Okay, cool. Glad we agree. <laughs> Things never die with Joe Prano. Sorry. Just, I just wanted, I just wanted the, the, the New England Patriots fans out there who were like, who literally like paused the podcast and were losing their goddamn minds when I said that to go like, wow, oh, 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 oh. I see he's, he's talking about us. On a side note, I'm seeing a lot of comments in the YouTube uh, comment section. The Dirtball Madness is finally underway, apparently. Dirtball Madness. I haven't, I haven't looked at the brackets. I did, I did have one guy slide into my DMs. Uh, I believe he's going up against Mikey. My brother's in Dirtball Madness this year. Is he? He asked me, he asked me how much it would take for a donation to the Prado 2020 campaign for me to stab my own brother in the back. And I said, not that much, honestly. Like, I'm not going to try to help Mikey win this thing, right? Yeah. Like, Mikey has to win this on his own merit. I love it. What is that feed? At Dirtball Madness? I believe it is. At Dirtball Madness. Why are they starting it during the Sweet 16 week? As opposed to already? It, I think it's pretty fast moving. I've heard there was, uh, there was some controversy why it took so long this year. Oh, I don't know. I'm not on the inside this year. I think that's what it was saying. The people were saying in the comment section during one of our live games. Yeah. Which and what was the controversy? Yeah, the, the people needed to get moving. Ah, got it. I don't even know who's running this. To be honest, I got I got a tweet from at Dirtball Madness today saying, "Give us a mention." You already handled it. So. Okay. So yeah, go, follow at Dirtball Madness. Yeah. And uh, place place your votes. Sure. What What does the winner get? I know nothing. Yeah, me either. It's, I mean, honor, that's for sure. Honor. Yeah. You want my Los Angeles Marathon medal? <laughs> You're not going to have that forever? I don't know. I was. I told my mom. Are I you going to go full fucking Muhammad Ali, throw it into the river? What did he do? Didn't he, didn't he like get rid of his medals? Didn't he throw his medals away or something like that? Uh, it's like the Vietnam vets throwing yeah, he, their he, medals. He just, went, he just went full fucking Maverick at the end of Top Gun. I did have a little Top Gun music to make the playlist. A little too early, though. That was another yeah. bad decision. Well, I, I also thought it was weird that you went with the uh, the romantic Top Gun song. That yeah. Was, that, was, that was strange of you. Yeah. Take my breath away? Yeah. I, 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 like, you, don't, you want your breath for a marathon. Yeah. So taking your breath away. By the way, the pictures could be interesting. I anytime I saw a guy taking a picture, I either did the middle fingers or a hip thrust. Really? So there could be some amazing. These photos. are the kind of things that cost you valuable seconds, Andy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get distracted easily. I'm an ADD kid. Okay, what do you want to do? You want to talk a little, uh, a little, little NBA basketball? Sure. It's redundant. National Basketball Association basketball. No, I mean it is a little bit redundant, but it's fine. Playoffs are around the corner. Playoffs. They're here, man. Uh, Bart Scott? No, that would be not be Bart Scott. Josh the Bucks have a four-game lead now. They're going to yep. get the number one seed. Yep. Are they the favorites in the East? I don't think so. You still think Philly? 
Um, or Toronto. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll say this: I don't think that there is a real favorite in the East. Uh, I mean, I think, I think Philly, Boston, Toronto, and uh, Milwaukee will be the four uh, that, that move on to the second round, and I, and I think Boston will probably have a tough time with Indiana, but uh, they've lost four in a row now. Boston? Yeah. Yeah. No, trust me. I, I'm I'm loving that. Um You you low key do not like Kyrie. Uh as a person. As a person? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I low I low key don't like Kyrie for a couple well, first of all, Kyrie thinks the earth's flat. Kyrie thought the answer for his career was leaving the best player of all time. And Kyrie uh continues to throw his teammates under the bus. Uh, about fucking leadership and shit like that literally every game. Also, Kyrie is a two-guard that demands to be a one uh, to the detriment of basically every team he's ever played on. But other than that, I don't really have a problem with Kyrie. <laughs> um, anyway, I my favorites in the East... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, it could, I think it could be Philly or Toronto or the Bucks. If you put a gun to my head... I'm going Toronto right now. I really, I think Philly has the best starting lineup, and I think the Bucks have the best player. It's tough. It's tough. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. If 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 you said you were going to give me even odds, the Bucks are the field from the East. I would take the field. Okay. If you made me rank who I think is going to get there, I'd rank them. Um, It'd be it'd be it'd be really close, but I'd probably rank them. Man, Philly's so tough because I still don't know how much I believe in their coach. I might go Toronto, Philly, Milwaukee, and then a big gap before Boston. I do like the Bucks team. I do. I I'll be rooting for them. I mean, I guess. I, yeah, I'd be rooting for them over Toronto. I'd be rooting for them over Philly. I really like Philly's team, but it's still Philly. Even knowing that the racists that support that are the that make up the horribleness of uh, Phillies and Eagles fans, even though I know the the people I hate that are Philadelphia fans are the ones that say things like, "I would never watch the NBA. Those lazy, no good, travel all the time, too many three point shooting, nasty folks." Uh, even though those are the people, I still can't root for Philadelphia. So. I'll be pulling and fuck Boston. So I'll be pulling for the Bucks. I'm not super confident in them though. How important is the number one seed for Golden State? Um, not that important because I think that it's too early for Denver. So they're now Houston's not passing that. Houston's not getting the number one seed. No. Um I think I think the I think Houston having home court against Golden State would be an advantage. I think Golden State would really prefer that. But I don't think it's going to be a factor in a Denver-Golden State series. But I actually don't think Denver and Golden State will probably play. You think Houston beats Denver in the second round? In the 2-3? Well, uh, well, a 2-3 would be, if Golden State's won, it would be a 2-3 Houston-Golden State game. Round. Either way, they don't get to face each other. Wait, if, if Houston's a three, wouldn't they play Denver if Denver's a two in the second round? Yeah. 
and I think Houston beats them. Or if that's Golden, what I'm saying, yeah. right? Or if Golden State, I think I actually am leaning toward Houston regardless. So if it's a two three, you like Houston? Excuse me, as I spit, you like Houston over the Warriors? I just, there's something about this. I'm, I'm not sure. I think this might be the end of the Warriors. Wow. I'll, I'll say this. I like the Warriors in the NBA Finals. I, I think they beat any team that comes out of the East because I think if they yeah. get, I think if they get that far, they close the deal. Especially against teams from the East that will have no Finals experience. No one's played in the Finals except LeBron in nine years. So, no matter who gets there, Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, they're Toronto, they're all they're all going to be there for the first time. It'll, Besides Kawhi, it'll be basically everybody's first time in in that situation. Kawhi or Kyrie, no, no one has the experience. I think if the Golden State Warriors manage to get there, which I know it's crazy to even question that at this point, I think they they seal the deal. I think the best chance for the Warriors not to be NBA champs again is losing before they even get there to a Houston Rockets team. And do I think that that's going to happen? No, but I also bet on a 12 to 1, so I'm rooting for it pretty hard. Would you throw down on that? I threw a couple units. So you threw 200 bucks down, a couple hundred bucks down? I, I, I can't confirm or deny. Okay. I can't cur- confirm or deny that it's slightly higher than that. You're playing the Ruther card. <laughs> can't confirm or deny. Okay. I, you know... You don't you don't walk into a bar and show off the big wad. When when it does happen, I don't want people to know exactly how much money I just came into. I don't need people showing up at my door. I know if I walk and that fucking shiv. Yeah. Give me, give me that rockets money. You see that guy living outside Mildred? Yeah. He's his bike rack still there. You you don't need him to know about it. No. Is that it for NFL or NBA? Sure. So we we got to mow through. Okay, quick baseball news, then we'll get to some dirtball calls. Justin Verlander signs a two-year, $66 million deal, now the highest-paid-per-year pitcher. Great deal for the Astros. He had an amazing year last year, career-high in strikeouts. Uh, I love this. Um, I th- you oh. don't. So let me just say, let me reiterate something. Justin Verlander is like one of my heroes in life. This guy, killing it on all fucking fronts. He, he essentially brought baseball back to Detroit. He was one of the greatest pitchers we'd ever seen. Um, unlike Gronk, he didn't give it up after his prime was over. He he had a resurgence. He had a second prime. He married Kate Upton. He impregnated Kate Upton. He brought a title to Houston. Uh, he's a goddamn legend. $33 million is fucking ludicrous. But I think that they're paying him for... He had an amazing year last year. Right. It's only two years. I agree. But I'll say that I I still think that they overpaid him, but I'm okay with it because they're overpaying him for what he's done. Yeah. Potentially what he's going to do, his leadership, him being the face of the franchise, him being the clubhouse, him, him being him being basically Mr. Astro very quickly, him being the the horse, the workhorse and everything. But thir- like that's a lot of money for a guy who's this late in his career. I know it's only 2 years, but like Value wise, he probably doesn't earn that money in in statistics, but in but in the clubhouse, probably earns it fivefold. I'm all for it. I'm and and again, so happy for him. Great, one of my heroes in life. The give him fifty million. I don't care. But wow, I was I was shocked that 
it took that much. Because it's like... Okay, what would you rather take? This is a great scenario. What would you rather take, Joe Prano? $66 million or Kate Upton... I mean, it's not even close. $66 million. Okay. You know what kind of pussy I get with five sixty-six million? I do pretty good myself. I've I'm in debt. With sixty-six million. Sixty-six million in this mustache, I'm I'm hard to beat at the clubs. I'm hard to beat. Me me plus sixty-six million and fucking two chains walks in, who's getting the pussy? Like actually. I have sixty six million dollars. I'm I'm a tough beat. I'm a tough out with sixty six million. Yeah, it's true. What kind of ride are you buying with $66 million? What kind of what? What kind of car? Oh, I, I, I probably just have a, a way fucking cleaner, crisper, minter version of my own car. I probably, have a, I, I probably have a fucking, you know, I probably have an old Cadillac. Probably a convertible, though, let's be honest. Ooh, going convertible. Yeah. Maybe not my bright white that I've got. Maybe more of that off-white, like 2 chains would say, fucking whip the color of mayonnaise. <laughs> It's a great line. Yeah. You love two chains. Yeah. You have about two chains. Clean on the inside, cream on the outside, you know? Oh, yeah. Who's that, Jim Jones? No, who's that? Is this Luda? I don't know. No, 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 no. That's neither. Who was that? I don't remember. It's a good line. Yeah. Rappers have the best descriptions about their By clubs. the way, that new, that new fucking two chains jam, Money in the Way, that's my fucking hot jam of the moment. Really? Yeah. I like the new two chains album. I, I gotta say, I'm I'm more of a fan of t- featuring Two Chains than I am when Two yeah, Chains does his own thing. It's like Nate Dogg. It's a little like Two Chains gets a little bit redundant. There's a new there's a song. It's actually kind of am- amazing. Like I I gotta pull this up while we're doing this. I know I won't play it because yeah. we don't want to get cut off. But I gotta find the name of it. Um, there's a new Two Chains jam that's basically I'm different <laughs> again. Like the same beat or same like, lyrics. It's just like the same concept. Everything's the same. Uh, which one is it? Fuck. There's basically one that's almost exactly the same. I'll find it. Um, but but money in the way, fire, fire, love it. That's my jam of the moment. That's my, that could be that has it might be too early. It might be peaking too early to be my summer jam. But it's definitely on my summer jams playlist. You know what else is fire? That draft app, fam. Love it. I'm so excited for baseball season. Starts this with, week. With draft. Starts this week. And again, we're working on it. We are going to have our own league using the draft app. Draft app. So we'll have dirt balls. We'll be able to do our own league. Guys, baseball season starts Thursday for everybody. Starts Thursday. So if you want to play fantasy baseball, download the draft app now. I love it because there's no trades, no waiver wire. You don't even have to set your lineup. You get The, the best players are automatically selected which is the best way to do it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be changing your lineups while you're at work, at school. Guys, and the best part is you can play for cold, hard cash and get paid the next day. It's not like making a bet with a dirt ball is not going to pay you. Right. Drafts start from just tw- from, drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everybody. So download the, the app right now. Just search Draft in your app store, and you can pl- or you can play from your computer on draft.com. This year, they're running a $100,000 best ball championship. Draft the best team, and you could win a piece of $100,000 in prizes. It's that easy. All new players, very important. Listen to this, Dirtballs. All new players get a free entry into a best ball draft when you make your first deposit and use promo code DIRTY. 
So download the Draft app, make your first deposit, promo code DIRTY, just search Draft in the App Store or go to Draft.com and come play for free with promo code DIRTY. And to reiterate... Guys, download the Draft app, yeah. play us. I'll be on the Dirty Sports Draft app all baseball season. I love baseball. I used to love playing fantasy baseball. When I was a kid, I did rotisserie baseball. Yeah. And the only reason I stopped doing baseball is, is like, as you're an adult, you get too busy. I can't be on the waiver wire every day. I can't be picking up, like, third-string catchers. I can't be picking up relievers. Draft app, so much easier. Get after me. Let's go. I'll have the greatest player of all time, Mike Trout. I'll have the greatest third baseman of all time, and Nolan Arenado. Whatever. He's only done it for six years. He's the GOAT. And again, I'll let you guys know once we have a confirmed league, I'll have links for that um, via Twitter and then put it in the description of the podcast. Okay, we haven't done dirtball calls in a minute. Let's do it. I know we have a limited time crunch. What do you have, 20 minutes? I got about 20 minutes. Okay. I'd be out the door in 20. Okay, so let's, let's do a couple dirtball calls. All right, we'll start off here with Stripper Bryson. Remember Bryson? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what Bryson has to say. Uh, what's up, Andy and Joe? It's your number one stripper, Dirtball Bryson. Calling to you from Atlanta, Georgia this time. And um, I just have to, this isn't about sports or anything. It's just making a complaint. I'm tired of this shit. I've been dealing with it for a couple of years now. I'm not sure if y'all bitched it. I think Joe might have once or twice on this show. I'm fucking tired of these people celebrating these holidays that we have in the United States with some of the modern fucking holidays to be different. But we're not even fucking celebrating them on the same day that they're supposed to be celebrated. St. Patrick's Day was Sunday. I had all my friends wanting to go out on Saturday or Friday for St. Patrick's Day at these fucking parties. It's not goddamn St. Patrick's Day till Sunday. I'm 100% Irish. Preach. I celebrated the motherfucker on Sunday. I worked on Friday and Saturday, celebrated on Sunday. Fucking Halloween rolls around. We want to get dressed up on goddamn Preach. October 21st instead of whenever the fuck you're supposed to dress up for Halloween on the actual day. You got July 4th. People want to go to the lake on Friday even though the motherfucker's on Monday to celebrate Preach. on the fucking Friday. I don't get it. I even have people that celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. I don't fucking get it. Makes no sense to me. I just want to tell one of y'all's opinion on it because I'm fed up with it. I'm not even fucking celebrating holidays anymore. Stay dirty. Uh, first of all, let me weigh in on uh, the last because I really want to focus on the important ones. But Fourth of July is like a national weekend, right? They 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 give you the whole, like they always plan the weekend. It I I have a joke about it. Fourth of July eats the closest weekend, right? Yeah. And my birthday is on the fifth. And by the way, I don't give a fuck about my birthday, and I really don't even fucking give a shit about Fourth of July, but. It's a weekend. Christmas and Christmas Eve, those pair together. That's yeah, always a thing. Come on. Christmas and Christmas Eve, it's almost like a week through that and New Year's. That being said, I have I tweeted this a long time ago, and this is the rule. St. Patrick's Day is one day. Halloween is one day. Your birthday is one day. They are one-day celebrations. Halloween is the 31st of October. St. Patrick's Day is the 17th of March. Your birthday is your birthday. They're one-day events. Okay, and this is the rule. This is the firm rule. If you're too old to go out and celebrate Halloween on a Wednesday, then you're too old to celebrate Halloween. 
If you're like, well, I can't, I can't go out on a Wednesday because I got to get up and work at the office. I got to go to my law firm in the morning, so I'm going to celebrate it on the Friday before. No, you are too old to dress up and celebrate Halloween. Now, if you're a 22-year-old and you're like, fuck work tomorrow, I don't give a shit, I'm skipping it, or I'm going hungover, yeah, then go out on a fucking Wednesday night and get after it. If you're too old to get up hungover from St. Patrick's Day and go to work on Monday morning, then you're too old to be celebrating St. Patrick's Day. It's not Saturday. It's Sunday. If you're too old to fucking get up after your birthday and go to work or take the day off, then you're too old to be having a birthday party. Them's the rules. They're one-day events. St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, your birthday. That's it. End of story. If you celebrate Halloween the Friday before, the Saturday before, you're a fucking loser. You're a loser who's hanging on to your childhood. You're too old. You're too slow. You're too dumb. It's over. It's over. If you're doing St. Patrick's Day the night before, you're a fucking loser. You're, it's over. You're too old. You're done. Get out. You're embarrassing yourself. Go home. It's over. Let me put it this way. If you're married and you wanted to celebrate your anniversary two days before or two days after, your spouse would say, what the fuck are you doing? Right? You would celebrate it the day you got married. I 100% agree. It's, it's the, those, are three, those are three events that people love to fucking spread out or move to the weekend or move to whatever. Here's the deal. You're turning 40. You're turning 30, whatever it is, you're like, my birthday falls on a Wednesday this year. We're going to do it on Saturday. No, fuck you. Go out on Wednesday like a man or a woman and fucking own your birthday. And if you can't because you have responsibilities the next day, then you are too old to have a birthday party. Then just don't celebrate. Then just go out, have dinner. Yeah. You got to get up for work in the morning, go out and have dinner with your significant other, go out and have dinner with your best dude friend or your best girlfriend, have a casual meal. But this idea that like, well, I got to work in the morning, so then my birthday's Saturday. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. I'm turning 40 this year. I'm turning 40 on July 5th. It's probably the only birthday that I might even think about celebrating for a long time. What day is that? I don't know, and I don't care, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm not celebrating on the fucking third. You don't know the day of the week? No. Let's look it up. And I can guarantee you it won't matter. You turn 40. God damn it. You turn 40 this year, July 5th. Is a Friday works out for you this year? Great. It's July fourth is on a Thursday. You think anybody's going to work Friday this year? If July fourth is on a no Thursday, no. That's how it eats the closest weekend. That's the yeah. rule. So that's fine. You know, partying that whole weekend is court. That's the July fourth weekend. That's a party. But you don't do. We're gonna fucking. You know, if it falls on a Tuesday, we're going to do a July fourth on a Tuesday, and then we're going to go keep partying on Saturday after we have to go back to work for two days. St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, your birthday, they're one day. If you can't celebrate on that day, then you're too old to celebrate it entirely. I'll tell you one thing. New York Irish people, which I am part of, they don't give a fuck if St. Patrick's Day falls on a fucking Tuesday. Those motherfuckers are puking in the street. It's not, there's not an age factor for New York Irish. They're going for it, bro. Yeah. The parade happens on motherfucking Tuesday. Yeah. Do we have time for a couple no-chill sports moments? Sure. 
All right. Yeah, 14 minutes. He's been sitting in the queue. So, again, we've asked for some no-chill sports moments in your guys' sports careers, and let's uh, let's get to a couple of these. What's going on, boys? I was hoping to get on live, but uh, I think Rick just kind of looked at his computer and told me to fuck off, but that's fine. Um, just calling us my no-chill sports moment. So um, I was attending a high school hockey game between two um, – teams that I will just keep unnamed. You can probably find this story somewhere online. But um so this is like two weeks after one of these high schools had a student kill himself by jumping in front of a train. They were visiting the school near me, um, that I didn't go to, but I wanted to go see this game. They're two pretty good teams and um so it was uh, in the news that this kid killed himself and shit. Pretty, you know, terrible story or whatever. So the home team, the students in charge of the music, like for warm ups and during stoppages Played Crazy Train by Ozzy. <laughs> they played Crazy Train literally like the entire fucking first period. They would just keep reminded to the all aboard in the beginning. And there was, um, you know, like people would get like their own custom like fucking fat hat cutouts. Um, there was one of Thomas the fucking, <laughs> of Thomas the tank engine, the Thomas the train. So, um, it was pretty appalling. <laughs> it's an, an oof moment. Um, yeah, that's pretty fucking. New Jersey right there so uh, yeah that's it um, and the home team that was doing that shoot ended up winning like 8-1 to one. that's it condoms are for Jacob Bruder <laughs> oh, <laughs> blast from the past I think that was Kyle Aronofsky by the way uh, is he high he was, really- uh, he, he was so high he forgot to do his fucking intro he was laughing that's some savage shit so the kid died from jumping in front of a train which is not a way I want to go out and they trolled with train music and train chant. I mean, that's... Yeah. Like, nowadays, I can't believe they can get away with no, that. No, yeah, that's savage. Bro, that is some no chill, savage No shit. chill. That is some no that, chill. That's where you sit there and you're like... that. That's where I no, that's, turn into like an actual 39-year-old man where I'm like, no, no chill. Yeah, yeah. No chill. No, that's where I'm like, stop it, guys. Stop it. <laughs> this is inappropriate. <laughs> Take the chill down a little. That's that's fucked up, man. Okay, take the chill up a little. Yeah, because they had none. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. So here's another one. Yo, sup, dirty sports, uh, every girl, Amish country, Pennsylvania, calling in. Um, congrats on the big 500, guys. Uh, but I'm calling you with my savage sports memories. I don't remember what it's called. Um, I was playing rec league one year, and this kid came in off the bench in garbage time. We were down big to the other team. He kept shooting the ball and he kept missing. I'm like, okay, I don't know who this fucking kid is. What the fu- I think someone just crashed outside my house. But I'm like, yo, I don't know who this fucking kid is. I'm going to swat his shit. So I go, I swat his shit. And he takes me out of the game. I'm like, why are you taking me out of the game? And he's like, you know that kid has autism, right? <laughs> so I swatted an autistic kid. Like, And when I say swatted, I mean it hit the walls of the gym. So like, I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, I'm happy I swatted somebody. So uh, stay dirty. Condoms are for the Green Bay Packers. But wait a second. Hold on a second. I I, I have a viewpoint on this. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's physically disabled. Well, right. There's different forms of autism. Sure. That's my point. Sure. We we don't know which form. So here's my thing. Is he Rain Man autistic? Here's my thing with these, with, you know, with the sort of, with the, with the like, whatever mental, physical, whatever handicap, 
kid. Like you see these kids, there's always a video that comes out, the kid goes in the game, everybody helps him score the touchdown. That's fine. You're great if you participate in the charity, but you're not required to. Yeah. That doesn't make, I don't even like, I don't even necessarily feel like this qualifies as a note. You're just, that's just a sports moment. You were in a basketball game, you blocked a motherfucker. You don't owe this guy any charity. That's what I'm saying. If you, this is like the Halloween St. Patrick's thing, if you're not qualified to be in the game, don't go in the game. I, you can't come into the game thinking charity's coming for you. You play. I, you to play win. to swat the retard. Uh, sorry, you play to win the game, Rebby. I don't. I'm take, I'm removing this from the no chill and just saying, good on you. Way to play fucking tough defense. But that's what I'm saying too. Like, and honestly, I think more kids like I'm not even I don't even know in like in high school if I would which kid I would have been. I probably would have been like, yeah, fucking let the kid shoot or whatever. Fun fact, yesterday when I was running, saw a kid with autism, gave him a little right elbow jab right to his face. My point is, it doesn't make you a bad person to do what Rebby did. It might make you a good person to help out, but it doesn't make you a bad person to compete. You didn't, you didn't, the kid didn't go up for a layup and you undercut his legs and then stood over him and were like, nice try, Rain Man. You just blocked the kid who was trying to shoot in a basketball game. Stay, stay competitive out there. Yeah. And like I said, there's not out here for no charity. There's different levels of autism. Right. I don't even know at this point. I don't know. If you said, oh, that person's autistic, I have no idea what that means now. Yeah. It's ba- the, the spectrum is basically you to Rain Man. Yeah, basically. Wait, when you call me autistic? Wait a second. I am not autistic. But we know some people who are, though. Undiagnosed autistic people? Yeah. 100%. Do we have time for one more call? Sure. I got uh, eight minutes now. Okay. Let's bust out one more call. Oh, this was an interesting discussion that we had. Uh, remember we discussed colleges, and I think this is still prevalent with what's going on in the news, whether you should go to college. Uh, we, we have a personal call about it from uh, our boy from Cincinnati, Stolze. Dirty Sports, what's going on? It's Luke from Cincinnati. Uh, currently currently listening to your uh, episode with uh, Smart. And uh, you guys were talking about blowing up the entire college system. And coming from, I'm a guy, I'm 24. I have an associate in marketing management, which got me fucking nowhere. Humble brag. I'm a plumber now, and I'm in school to be a plumber still. And if I would have been pushed to be a plumber right out of high school, at 18 years old, I went to school and went to my four years of college and trade school where you get paid to work full-time as well as go to school instead of just being in debt from college. Like I'd be making upwards of $30 an hour. So you can be making $30 an hour at 22 years old if you just go to a trade school. It's literally that easy. If my parents would have told me to do that right away instead of wasting my money and their money on uh, on stupid-ass college degrees and shit, because I literally just paid off my last college my last college bill $1,000 on my tax return. It was the last one. Best day of my life to get rid of my fucking college loans because now I'm just making money doing my plumbing, and it's the best job security in the world. Anyway, I know I went over my time limit. Um, Ruther, I'm working on getting those bobbleheads out. I've got fun time. I'm being fucking lazy in my car lot. Anyway, stay dirty, boys. I'll see you. Yeah, I mean, you're basically saying what we've been preaching on the show. That's 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 something that you could if 
if you know what you want to do in life and it doesn't require a college degree, like why are you doing it? Like I've I've heard a lot of people say, hey man, if you want to be a filmmaker, don't go to film school. Take that money and make a movie. You know, if you want to be a plumber, definitely go to trade school. If you want to be an artist, whatever. Now, like, um, I didn't want to go to college. My parents kind of forced me to go to college. Do I regret going to college? No, I got I got experience in you know acting. I got experience in doing radio. I got experience in doing TV. There was parts of it, but. I'm mostly doing stand-up comedy now. Um, I didn't need to go to college for that, but I didn't know I wanted to do that at the time. I, I wanted to be a broadcaster, and here I am. Look at us, right here, broadcasting. I did four years of college radio. I was a program director, you know, hosted a show for eight semesters. That's you know invaluable, but uh, yeah, if you know what you want to do, skip it. Save that money. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, college is the biggest scam. And until they start lowering tuition and don't keep jacking it up every year in this ridiculously absurd amount that does not go parallel with what people earn as far as incomes going up, it's a giant scam. Yeah. I mean, and that, I mean, there's a lot. Mark Cuban has been saying for years the college bubble will burst. Yeah. Which I found very interesting. Yeah. Like he's like, this, this rise of. Well, that's another great example, too. Like being, you know, all the kids today that are like tech savvy before they, you know, Kids say are so tech savvy. They don't need college. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's 15, 10, five year. I bet there's five year olds who know how to code and do all that shit. If you want to be a billionaire in the tech world, what do you need college for? Well, look at all the billionaires. None of them graduated college. Yeah. Bill Gates. Yeah. Zuckerberg. None of those guys graduated yeah. college. By the way, there's a Photoshop. I'm not retweeting this. Sorry, man. What is that? It's you by Kate Upton. It's the Verlander picture. You can you can put nudity on Twitter. I don't know who tweeted that. Crypto rant. Man, I'm not against that. When I had the beard uh, back in the day when I was coaching ball, people always told me I look like Verlander, which is proof, once again, that with $250 million, I get anybody. But you understand I'm not retweeting this. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want you to. Thank okay. you. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that's the show. Those are the uh, calls. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. I was discussing before the show, Prano is headed to Alaska next week, guys. Yes, Alaska, the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival. Uh, right now, my spots are, I believe, the third, fourth, and fifth. And uh, there might be one added on the second. There might be one added on the sixth. But either way, I should be there the second through the seventh. I'm going to explore. Come to Alaska. Go to JoePrano.com for other shows. Um, I, I've been I've been working a lot lately. I've been stockpiling shows. So if you want to see me, it's worth it to check out uh, JoePrano.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm posting more of my shows and you know all, all the upcoming flyers and stuff like that on Instagram. So at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Uh, I love you guys, and I love that you guys want to come to shows. It is a little bit annoying, though, when it's like, when are you coming here? I, why didn't you tell me you were coming here? If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know. Uh, I understand just randomly checking JoePrano.com every day is like a weird thing to do, but give it a check every once in a while, but definitely follow me on Instagram because all the shows get fucking posted there. So thank you, and uh, let's wrap this up because I got to go. Yeah, at Andy Ruther on Twitter and at The Dirty Sports on all social media. Once again, send me a screenshot using SeatGeek or the Draft app or any of our sponsors. You get two free koozies. Same goes for leaving an iTunes review. Just drop your Twitter or Instagram handle in the review so I know who to contact and who to DM. Okay, Dirtballs, that is the show. Prano needs to get his car before he gets a ticket. Thanks for listening, and most importantly, stay dirty.